What's going on, my brother and sister around the world? It's your boy, Terrell Humphrey, and welcome to Failure's Knowledge. Here at Failure's Knowledge, we empower people to become the best versions of themselves each and every day. Now, how do we do that? We lead by example by doing what we love to do each and every day. But episode number 29, I ain't gonna lie to you, it's gonna be a great one because I got my brother, a former Marine, former, my brother, man. It's, it's a lot of things that I can I can say to describe this man. Man, big, big, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Good, man. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on your podcast. Uh, I know we talked on the phone like a month ago. I was like, when, when am I going to be on one of those? So I'm, I'm excited to, to be on one. So thank you for having me. Man, thank you for agreeing to do it. Man, that, that really means a lot, man. That really means a lot. Before we before we dive into this conversation, who are you? What do you do? And how and uh, where are you from? Let's do that. So my name is Levi Whittington. Uh, I'm from Denton, Texas originally. I live in Fort Worth now, uh, Cowtown, they call it. Uh, I'm a real estate agent, but I specialize in wholesale investment properties. So I'm not your typical retail uh, real estate agent. So I do enjoy that actually a lot more than than uh, retail. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sir. I, I think we all do to complete to be completely honest. For those for those of you that really don't know what wholesaling is, is, is there a way we can like break it down, like to, to make it more simpler? Uh honestly, I think wholesaling is uh the easiest way of doing a transaction uh in real estate without you know having any money into the deal. Uh you know, we get a property under contract through a seller. And we double close on our properties. So we'll close, you know, both both sides. We'll close with the buyer and we'll close with the seller on the same day. We usually close with the buyer first. So we get those funds and then we'll pay the seller uh, what we went under contract with them for. So it's basically just assigning the contract, uh, except for we don't assign. We're going to actually close with that seller and then we'll uh, mark up. That contract and sell it to a buyer and uh, close on the same day. So it's actually it's pretty fun, you know. It's you, you when you first start, you learn uh, how to get investors on your buyers list, so you can start to send them properties um, that, that the company gets. And then uh, the longer you're there, you'll start to learn how to negotiate with sellers mm-hmm. and how to get properties under contract. And mm-hmm. then you can go and literally just turn around and you have a buyer already for it. You give it to them and you just double dip that property. That's that's what we call it. So you'll get the buy and the sell, which is about a percentage mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, 20%, 15%, so 35% of what that market was. So it's pretty cool. I enjoy it. And you know what's so crazy about wholesaling? As we're coming on, as we're learning or like getting our feet wet in it, we think it's easy. <laughs> we, we, we think it's easy. Oh, but yeah. at, least, at least I thought that bitch was easy. But when I started, bro, back in like 2020, I had told you about it. I had told you about it when I was starting, bro. It, it, everybody online makes it seem so much easier than what it, what it is. And to be honest, it's a lot more difficult because you got to market. You, you got to put time in. You got to have an extra strategy for everything. You got to know how to run your numbers. You got to do this. You got to do that. That shit is a lot. 
Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, I would say the hardest part about wholesaling is actually getting properties under contract, you know, especially if you're mailing letters or doing door knocks or signs. You know, people might, uh, you know, call you because they're interested and then, you know, end up selling it to someone else or they don't trust you and don't get reach back out to you and you'll try to follow up with them over and over and over. Uh, but I would say that's the hardest. You know, sometimes it's super easy. Um, was telling you about that foreclosure property uh, and how I got it under contract. The only reason I was able to get it under contract is because at the end of the message that I had sent her, I said, Simplify. Mm. And she called me and was like, Yes, it's being foreclosed on, you know, November 2nd. Uh, and this was like mid October. So I had like two weeks. And uh, she goes, I'm going to give you a chance because of what you said. You know, my son's a Marine, he's stationed at 29 Palms. Uh, I'm, I'm going to only give you a chance because because uh, you're a Marine as well. So I was like, okay, that I'm going to start using that to my advantage. Uh, people who like veterans or people uh, that are active duty, you know, they rather work with someone like them than just uh, you know your average wholesaler on the street. So I got that property under contract for 140, uh, mm -hmm. and I'm subscribed to. Uh, Rowdy's foreclosure list. I don't know if they have it in California, but here in Texas, uh, I get a list every month of pre foreclosures mm -hmm. that are going to go to the auction. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the company that I work with, we have a system to where we can literally call these people and uh, try to get a hold of them. Um, you know, there's other ways to get their phone numbers. So I'm sure other people, investors, are doing the same thing, maybe wholesalers. Uh, but I got this one under contract at 140 and on that Rowdy's foreclosure list, uh, it says that her payoff was 78,000. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to be able to pay, you know, the payoff. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's taken care of. And she'll walk away with, you know, 50, 60 grand. Uh, mm -hmm. so I was like, this is a steal. And we work with uh, hedge fund buyers mm -hmm. uh, and they buy the same amount every month and they usually pay more than an investor would so mm -hmm. uh my manager worked with a uh, certain hedge fund and mm -hmm. uh, I, after i got under contract he pitched it to them and said hey we got a property in grand prairie uh this, these are the numbers you know what can you pay and they came back at 275 i was like oh my gosh i was so excited mm -hmm. uh, so I got it under contract at 140. We already had a buyer at 275. That's 135,000 markup. Now I'm mm -hmm. not getting all of that because I work with the company, but I would get at least 30% of that. And I think doing the math, it was, it was like fifty grand or something. And I was really excited. Uh, mm -hmm. But the only thing is, after you know we signed the contract and sent it the title with me and the seller, we had to wait for her payoff. And I was mm -hmm. like, when's the last time you paid your you know, mortgage? And she said, 10 years ago. <laughs> so like 2011, she hadn't paid her mortgage. And I was like, okay. mm -hmm. I'm like, I was like, what we'll do is we'll we'll add an amendment uh, to the contract if we need to. Add away, uh -huh. uh, you know, let's say the payoff was 200, I'll give her 220, and it's still a 55. That's what we call it, you know, 50,000 markup. Mm -hmm. uh, but her payoff came back at, uh, what was it? It was like 283 or something. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, we had a buyer at 275 and her payoff came back at 283. So I had to terminate that. Uh, but, you know, once I, it was just, oh, it sucked. But originally when I got under contract at uh, 140, I was, I was getting geeked. I was like, man, dude, this is going to be a big one. You know, that's, that's 135,000, you know, 30% of that, roughly 40 grand. I, I was getting all excited. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a lot of money to make in you know two weeks after it closes or a week you know so it was i agree pretty exciting but we ended up getting it uh you know still doing the rowdy foreclosure list uh you have to invest in yourself in my opinion uh, i think i spend like 400 a month investing uh in myself whether mm -hmm. it's mail more letters to certain area codes that i've you know been to uh, here in the Dallas Fort Worth area, or uh, you know, having to subscribe to you know my there's a website that my company uses. It's our website, mm -hmm. and uh, that's our system. So I have to pay for that. I got to pay for MLS. Uh, I pay for you know pre foreclosure lists, uh, and then pay for you know estate sell leads. So mm -hmm. yeah, you have to invest in yourself. Uh, you know. If you're making good money, you know, put a little bit back towards help keep building your business pretty much. I agree. I agree. So, so with what you just said, I got two questions. So the first question is, um, when, when you lost that deal, what did you learn through that process? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Uh, honestly, I didn't learn anything. I felt like I approached it the right way. Mm -hmm. uh, the only thing that, you know, I would try to do differently is before getting it under contract, asking them what their payoff is. Uh, she didn't know her payoff, so that was a kind of a different story, um, mm -hmm. you know, but most of the time when people were, their house is going to be foreclosed on, they know what their payoff is. Uh, and if you can give them a little bit extra, maybe 20 grand, you know, uh, their house won't get foreclosed on, you'll get the property they'll walk away with 20 grand, uh, you know, that won't be on their record. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I don't know. I, I don't feel like I would have changed anything about that situation. I, I just kind of wish I got that property. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. So, so the next question that you had said, you was like, that you have to invest in yourself. When did you realize that investing yourself was like the really key factor to become successful? Uh, well, I'm pretty cheap, so I try I try not to spend a lot of money. Uh, you know, uh, marketing my business is free because of uh, my company. Uh, you know, we we have a system to where we can mail 200 uh, letters out a month. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do more, so I paid a little bit more that way. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it really broke down a criteria, you know, 2000 builds and up, uh, you know, three, two, twos break, uh, you know, in good neighborhoods, uh, in good area codes. So I, I tried to do all these filters that way that letters are just being strictly sent to, you know, uh, anybody and everybody in those areas. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's a better chance of, you know, locking up a property. You spend 400 a month, but, uh, one property, you know, you get one deal that month. That mm -hmm. that property just paid for the whole year of your marketing, mm -hmm. you know, give or take. 
So I don't know, it's four times 12, but 3,600. So mm -hmm. you made 3,600 on that deal. You just paid for your whole year's worth of, uh, you know, investing in yourself. Uh, and that's just in one deal. So imagine if you did uh, three or four or five or six a year mm -hmm. just off of mailing letters or, you know, estate sales or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you would make a good, you know, you make some pretty good money. So um, the ways that we get our properties, uh, you know, pretty much everything I just told you, um, mm -hmm. door knocks, you know, those are probably the hardest. Uh, if you're, if you're nervous and scared to talk to people, uh, you know, you're physically like, seeing them face to face you know knocking on the door asking them if they've ever thought about selling the house a lot of times people get angry and uh you know will tell you to fuck off or whatever but uh, <laughs> uh some people are cool about it and they're like no i'm gonna live here for uh until i die so you're like okay i appreciate your time you know as long as you're kind and courteous about it um, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't see why you won't have an issue uh, signs, you know, someone might see a sign that said, we'll buy your house for cash. Uh, they might be curious and call, you know, it has your number on it. Uh, they'll, they'll call and kind of ask what, you know, what you would give them. And, uh, you know, maybe, you know, the questions you would ask would be like, hey, uh, you know, does it have any foundation issues? How old's the roof? What is mm -hmm. it in that condition? Uh, you know, what's the address? Can I come by and look at it later today or tomorrow? Uh, it's really kind of uh, getting you into the doorway that way you can see the house. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, before I go and walk a uh, property, it's, I'm talking with the seller about, I'll go and I'll comp their house. And I'll be like, okay, uh, you know, maybe they told me they wanted 190,000. And mm -hmm. I'll call them and I'll be like, okay, it's worth 270. And I'll crunch my numbers backwards. I'll be like, okay, mm -hmm. good. Uh, based on the age and the size of the house, I already pretty much have an offer number in my mind before I even go and walk the house. And then I'll walk the house, and let's say it's it's cleaner than I expected. It's actually not that uh, outdated. Maybe it needs 20 in work instead of 30 or 35. I'll adjust my numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, could be worse too it could have foundation issues and i'm like oh wow i didn't expect that mm -hmm. uh, you know you might have to change the plumbing uh, you know the electric panel all that good stuff so you're like man this is actually gonna need a little bit more work so i'll recrunch my numbers and be like hey this would be our offer uh, you know obviously we're not going to give us give them our highest and best we'll want to go a little bit below that so if they wanted 190, you might say 140 is my number. It'll be cash, mm -hmm. and you know there's no commissions. Uh, I'll pay your closing costs. You know, kind of uh, make your uh, offer a little bit more favorable. Mm -hmm. uh, and they say no, that's not going to work. But you know you can. Uh, let's say you know you can sell it for 170. So mm -hmm. like, yeah, come up a little bit. All right, well mm -hmm. 150, get it done. You know, I got, I got a blank contract right here. We can sign it today. And uh, I'll buy it. And we'll close in two weeks. Then, you know, they might just be like, yeah, whatever. You know, that works. Or they might be stubborn and just say, I want 190. But you can't make mm -hmm. that 190 work. So, uh, you know, that's why I say when it comes to wholesaling, getting properties under contract is the hardest. Uh, it, it's rare that 
you know, unless you're really good at what you do, which I'm still mm-hmm. still learning. But uh, if you're really good at what you do, you can get properties under contract all the time. Uh, just depends on the person, how they say certain things, mm-hmm. uh, and how their sense of urgency. Um, so, like MLS, I can get properties off the MLS too. Uh, mm-hmm. People sell distressed uh, homes on the MLS. Uh, most of the time, our offer is going to be way under list price by 30, 40, 50, maybe 60,000. I've, I've offered 100,000 under what they were asking. Uh, they're going to tell me no, but uh, I, would it's say a that, game. Uh, I would say for every 100 offers you make, you might get, uh, I'd say, two or three properties under contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a uh, repetition and, and it is a numbers game for sure mm-hmm. when i came to realize that i was like man the the amount of people that you have to really really talk to is is ridiculous that's really the, the the name the game of sales because in sales in sales the more people you talk to the more deals you better close if you only talking to 10 people a day nine times out of ten you probably gonna close but if you accumulate accumulate the people that you're talking to now you you have a better chance of closing more deals, and and, and it's crazy because I want to ask you. Okay, so who is winning before the real estate uh, adventure? Who like what what's the crazy story that you have before the real estate? So so who was I before I was a real estate agent? Yes, sir. Well, if you look behind me, I was a fucking marine. So uh, <laughs> I uh, I do miss the Marine Corps. Uh, I miss all the guys that you know were in my unit and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't really reach out to each other as much as you know I'd like. You know it goes both ways, so uh, I need to reach out to people too, just check up on them, see how they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't have a plan, honestly. Uh, you know, when I first joined the Marine Corps, I didn't know if I was going to reenlist or you know, just do four years or whatnot. Uh, what made me get into real estate was every time I would come back home on leave, I would see new houses being built like crazy, uh, you know, stores being built. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, I want to get into real estate uh, because I know that that's something that everybody needs uh, in their mm-hmm. life. It's a roof over their head. Uh, mm-hmm. So there, you're never, I feel like you're never going to run out of business. Uh, and right now, real estate is still good. Uh, in my opinion, you know, uh, the the supply is not meeting the demand still. So mm-hmm. you're still seeing record-breaking, uh, you know, houses being sold in, in different areas. Uh, I bought my house from my investor, uh, and that's another cool thing about where I work. You know, I have about 100 investors on my list. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I go and get more every day, but I, I want to keep a small circle so I can build a relationship with those investors. I don't want just a thousand people that I'm just blasting the email to. I really actually kind of want to build a relationship with them. Uh, and one of my investors, she was finishing up her project, and I was looking for a house at the same time. It was probably last uh, like April, May, June. I was looking for a house. And mm-hmm. that's like, that was like the worst time here in Dallas Fort Worth to be looking for a house because, uh, you know, if it was on the MLS, 
using a VA loan, we might go 15 over asking, but someone's paying 30, 40,000 over asking in cash. And no one wants to deal with the VA. They're like, no, conventional or cash was mainly uh, a lot of people's, you know, strategy. They rather go with them than, than VA. Uh, and I'm like, damn, dude, I'm never going to find a house. And so I talked mm -hmm. to her. And she said, yeah, I'm, I'm actually finishing up a project if you want to come by. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah. And so I looked at it and I told my wife, I said, hey, why don't you come look at it too? And I was like, look, I'm, you know, we're tired looking for houses. Uh, let's, let's, uh, you know, what do you think about this one? So we, mm -hmm. we mainly went with her. Actually, gave her a little bit more than what she was wanting. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I've got my house for uh, two forty-eight uh, mm -hmm. in August, and I comped it the other day. It's worth like three fifteen, three twenty right now. So uh, I could sell it, uh, but I don't want to do that. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I have a very low interest rate. I think it's like two point seven five percent right now interest rate wow. loan. Mm -hmm. so my goal is to uh just kind of hang on to this house uh, mm -hmm. about four or five years maybe move into another house but always keep this one this is, this is the first rental property right here where i'm mm -hmm. it's uh three bedrooms two baths it's 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 big it's, it would be perfect for a family uh i feel like i could least cash flow uh, 400 bucks a month which is pretty good mm -hmm. uh, and but yeah because I, I thought about it too i was like man what if i sold my house or paid off my house in two years mm -hmm. that would be really stupid because uh, i've been watching a lot more videos too um you know i always thought paying off your house would be cool like two two three years paying it off so they just like okay all that money you worked you worked for and saved up you just spent and paid off your house now you don't have any money to invest with so i believe debt is actually a good thing uh, there's you know good debt and bad debt uh, mm -hmm. that would be you know houses so you know having a certain amount why wouldn't you not invest in buying two rental properties a year and in 10 years that's like 20 rental properties so mm -hmm. now you're you know 35 with 20 rental properties and you have a project manager and they're all, you know, building appreciation, uh, equity, your cash flow and all of them while they're paying down the mortgage. Uh, and in 30 years, you know, once to say all those houses are paid off, you're, you're straight up cash flow. Yeah, you'll mm -hmm. have uh, homeowners insurance and property taxes you still have to pay, but uh, you know, cash flowing a lot. So and that, that's your retirement right there. Uh, and I I had no no intentions in investing in real estate uh, when I got out of the court. I actually mm -hmm. didn't know what my job was all about. I just knew that I wanted to be a real estate agent. Uh, you know, this place was hiring uh, in Fort Worth. It's kind of where I needed to be by, and it was actually mm -hmm. completely different uh, wholesale investment real estate company. So uh, it's really fun. I've learned a lot on both sides. I've learned how to wholesale. And I've learned how to to invest. Um, you know, still waiting for my first split, like I was telling you earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, my next door neighbor sold her house for one thirty, uh, and it's worth two thirty five. And I, I think it needs about forty more. So uh, that would have been a good first little flip for myself. Mm -hmm. uh, I still kick myself when I'm doing the dishes or something. I look out the window. <laughs> 
and they're painting the house or taking out windows. I'm just like, screw, screw them. So uh, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, being late, I didn't uh, jump on it quick enough. I knew that she was wanting to sell. Uh, she had kind of mentioned something about it, you know, saying that she was going to be out at the end of the year. They didn't really take mm-hmm. it seriously, uh, especially when she was still here in March. And then all of a sudden she has a you know yard sale. And I was like, okay, it's pre it's time to go over there and kind of talk to her. It's like, yeah, it's already under contract. It's been under contract for about 10 days now. I that's why I beat myself up because I knew that it was gonna be for sale this whole time and I never went over there to even uh, even try. So um, mm-hmm. that's something I don't recommend doing is waiting uh they're not going to come to you you know you got to go to them you got to remind them uh, mm-hmm. you're serious so uh sense of urgency for sure i agree i i completely agree and it's a, it's a numbers game and it's about when are you able to get in front of the the uh people when it's time for themselves and th- that's why i do understand like everything that you're saying because you hit something on the nail that was like really 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 good you said i, I, I can have a thousand cash buys but i'd rather have a hundred because i'm trying to build a relationship with them for yeah. someone that's, that's military or this really don't know what how to build a relationship or network with someone how would you go by advising them to do that why is that so important to do that uh i mean it's important because one they're probably going to be continuing buyers uh two you know they might give you properties as well you know, if you just added Joe Schmo, you know, last April to your email list mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you never talked to him, you might have reached out once to him because he mentioned he liked Fort Worth and you're like, hey, I have this Fort Worth property. You know, what do you think? Uh, you know, the people you build relationships with, one, they're going to be they're going to trust you more and they're going to buy from you just because, uh, you know, they, they like the kind of person you are. Uh, you know, I know, I know a couple of my buyers so well that anytime I get a property, I don't even have to send out that email. I just text that person and we'll go look mm-hmm. at it. And he knows the process. He's bought, you know, a couple from me already. And, uh, you know, he always tries to haggle on price. So that's another thing too. Uh, when it comes to that, if, if, if let's say if you work with a company or you want a certain price for it, uh, whether it be 15,000 more, 20,000 more. You know, let's say I got that property for 190, but we're trying to sell it for uh, 220. I, since I know that he's a haggler, I'll pitch it to him at 225. Mm-hmm. I know he's gonna want some money off. So you know, uh, he says, you know, uh, I, I want some money off. You know, you're asking how much. Uh, he, you know, he says five grand. You're like, oh man, I don't know. I'm gonna, I talk to my mm-hmm. manager. Like, make the manager look like he's a bad guy. And, and he talked to him. I was like, "Hey, he's he's in at full price at two twenty. So you know, obviously he doesn't hear our conversation. But uh, I'll be like, "Hey, I talked to my manager. He says, yeah, we can make that work. But we have to go to the bank right now and get the cashier's check and then sign a contract. Uh, and then now you just sold that property for basically what uh, what you wanted for it. So mm-hmm. you know, for the hacklers, uh out there uh, that always want the deal." Know, pitch it to them a little bit higher if you know if you know your buyers well enough pitch it to them five grand more but if i can get you five grand off will you, you know make this work and they just thought they got a deal but really you just got what you wanted for it uh but the advice i have is uh 
you know, building relationships, I, I just, I just feel like it's, it's very important. Um, because like I said, they'll buy from you, but also, you know, they might have a project that they're not really wanting to deal with and mm -hmm. they might put you. And now you could potentially be the acquisition agent for that uh, property. They'll assign it to you. And now you can release it out to the office for the other agents to sell. And then mm -hmm. you just check you know so i've had uh buyers bring me properties uh you know they made 20 grand i made you know three or four grand it's cool it's whatever mm -hmm. uh, but uh once they see that how quick and easy it is just to wholesale it to you know a company like us then they'll they'll, they'll do it again and again so you also have to mm -hmm. perform mm -hmm. so, uh, anytime i get a property under contract especially if it's on the mls and I'm dealing with a new agent I've never worked with before. I feel like I have to perform. I have to close on it. So I have to find a buyer because if I don't, that person is not going to bring you any more deals. Mm -hmm. Especially that whole, you know, we're always buying. Can you bring us another deal? Well, you didn't even perform on this last one. You terminated or you were trying to get money off. So if you mm -hmm. perform and make an easy transaction for them, they're going to be like, yeah, the next, uh, pocket listing I get before I release it on the MLS, I'm to, I'll bring it your way. So mm -hmm. I've done that. I've, uh, you know, built a relationship with an agent like that. Uh, and uh, it was super, super smooth transaction. Mm -hmm. You know, hopefully she brings me another one pretty soon. Yes, you know, sir. Yeah, relationships are always important. That's, it's, you know, networking is, is very important. Mm -hmm. uh, real estate networking groups, you know, you can meet people online, uh, you know, meet people uh, at an auction. Uh, mm -hmm. There's so many different ways. You know how long it took me to realize that, bro? Uh, how long? Bro, like, like, I say probably like 13, 14 months, to be completely honest, because my, my first meetup was in October. And when I went, bro, it was like a different atmosphere because everybody in the same room wants success. They want, they want not only they want success not only for themselves, but for everybody else. And when I seen that, when I came into the environment, everybody, everybody like mindset was just like, How can we grow? How can I help you? How can I do this? How can I do that? How can we do this? How can we do that? And like when I seen that, bro, when I heard that, experienced it, being around it, I'm like, bro, that is a phenomenal feeling that a lot of us don't know what what networking is or building relationship is that concept is very much needed in life not just in real estate not just in real estate with everything that you do yeah no no that's that's true um you know networking events i think are, are one of the best you know even if you have to pay to get in you pay like what 10 bucks you get you might get like two free drinks or something you you know you might meet at a bar and with other real estate investors one you're mm -hmm. going to exchange information uh with maybe other wholesalers who can bring you deals so you can bring to your buyer or you'll meet new buyers there uh you know it's it's uh that's what that's what it takes to, to build a business like why people are successful they don't just do it on their own they network so mm -hmm. uh, you know the number one agent in my company uh you know made made like 600,000 last year mm. uh, and you know yeah it, he probably took a lot of hard work to build up his list to build up connections and, and network but once he did it, it the job became easier mm -hmm. you know instead of going out 
and looking for deals all the time. Deals are being brought to him through mm -hmm. the, those connections and people he has relationships with. So now he's closing on three or four or five, you know, properties a month. Uh, and he's not really having to go out and find these properties. He might have found one while the other four were brought to him. Mm -hmm. So kind of like having people work for you, uh, but you have a relationship with them. They're going out and finding these deals, and then they're presenting it to you, and uh, you make, you're making it work. So it's, uh, it's the most powerful. You know, that saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. It's very true. So Exactly. And, and, and that really, to be honest, it, that that well what you know go ties into who you know too because if you don't know the right material or the right conversation or how to even how to hold conversation that what ain't gonna turn into who you know because you don't know how to carry a conversation you don't know how to ask the right question you don't know how to have the right conversation in order to grow in order to build a relationship in order to establish somebody that that, that, that you can really go to no yeah 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 you're right um i i I love networking. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I went to a networking event a couple of months ago, and uh, it was one of my buyers who his company buys a lot of properties. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he also brought other wholesalers in the Dallas Fort Worth area, uh, you know, companies that we've heard of that are our rivals or, you know, that uh, mm -hmm. independent wholesalers, you know, getting their contact information. Not the people we don't want to work with, but the people we do. Those independent uh, wholesalers, you know, they they go out and they're the ones, you know, beating the streets. They're the ones doing door knocks, uh, door hangers, throwing signs, you know, and letters. Maybe even harder than, you know, what I am. They're out there hustling, so they get properties all the time. And if you can be their number one buyer, those those bring everything to you uh, and make your job so much easier. I, I just love it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. But no, it's true. It's uh, you have to know what you're, I guess, talking about first before uh, really trying to, uh, I guess, sell what you have. Mm -hmm. uh, what I'm looking for. Um, what pitch? What you? Yeah, pitch like, what you read. yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. Once, once you understand what uh, you're talking about, and they'll go, okay, he's a little experienced, you know. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind working with this guy, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I've talked to people who are like, "Yeah, uh, I know. I have a buyer who who flipped a hundred houses last year." It's like, no, you don't. Like, in my opinion, I'm like, yeah, there are probably people out there who who have flipped a hundred houses in a year, but you know, this guy coming in who's wanting to get started knows someone who did a hundred last year. It's like, I I just I don't uh, I don't believe it. So. I just feel like you know they kind of don't know uh, what all they're talking about um and uh another thing too is like uh if you're building up your buyers list and uh there's a first time investor here brand new uh you know obviously i like to bring them into the office and have a meeting with them really mm -hmm. kind of explain to them uh how my company operates so that they understand uh, moving forward when they receive properties from us. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm very patient with them and I try not to be pushy uh, because my thing is, is I rather than buy, you know, four or five houses from me a year or four or five houses in, in two, three years uh, versus just buying one. 
Yep. So, you know, get them on my list. You know, I send them a deal. They might like it. We'll go look at it. And if I don't feel like they're 100%, I'll literally, like, talk myself out of the commission. I'll talk them out of the deal. I'll be like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if this, I don't know if this one's going to work for you. Uh, you know, I feel like it wouldn't be a good, you know, first-time investment property. And I feel like they'll appreciate that, too, uh, uh, over time because you're kind of looking out for their best interest. Instead mm-hmm. of pushing them and say, oh, yeah, like, this is what you're looking for. You told me, like. Here you go. It's it'd be a good one, you know. Just trying, just trying to get a, a paycheck. I rather uh, show them a couple houses, let them get their feet wet, and then let them, uh, you know, dive in and, and knock out that first one. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they they do good. They you know make thirty five, forty thousand on the flip, and then they're like, hey Levi, I'm ready, man. Let's let's do another one. So uh, you know they know that I will look out for them, and that builds a relationship too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I like I like dealing with uh, sometimes you know newer investors as well because I also feel like that they can be serious. A lot of, a lot of investors out there will say they're investors and they'll waste your time. Mm-hmm. Oh, the numbers are too tight. You know, there's no meat left on the bone for me. I would need it at like 50k what you got it for. Even it's like, dude, like you know, yeah, everybody wants to get a house for ten dollars. And then sell it for three hundred thousand. It's just not how it works. Yeah, it's, you're not gonna go. You're not gonna go find a house, you know, uh, super cheap, and then make you know a hundred k on on a flip. It's just, uh, it's just. Well, I mean, there might be some houses up there actually, but I feel like it's uh, it's 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 impossible to do that. And sellers too, man. They know they know that the market's good. You, you know, people talk about stuff all the time. It's like the, mm-hmm. it's sunny outside right now. How many people talk about the weather today? Pretty much everybody. You know, I'm, I'm sure someone has said, oh, yeah, you know, real estate's really good right now. Do so you think the seller's going to be like, yeah, I'll take 140 from my house? No, they want 190 because they, they know that they could probably get, you know, 200 to 220 on the MLS if they listed on MLS. Mm-hmm. Uh, so instead of them for settling for you know 140 or 150, yeah, they want what they want. So that's why it's hard to get properties under contract. Um, and I try to you know tell tell investors that too. They're like, man, you know, uh, you got anything coming up? You know, it might be a day or two without a property. It's, you know, I don't it just I don't know when we'll get properties. So you know, we might not get nothing for a day or two, and mm-hmm. we'll get three or four on Thursday, and then maybe mm-hmm. one Friday. And then Monday, you know, two more. So you just don't know. They just kind of come and go. And you know, I'll never be able to really determine what area too. you know. I just mm-hmm. have to tell me what areas they're interested in uh, here in the Dallas Fort area. You guys were in Arlington. So Arlington's a really good area. You know, people will say, oh, I want Arlington, Grand Prairie, you know, Fort Worth, uh, Mid-Cities, Dallas. And then we might not get nothing in any of those areas for like a month or two. Mm-hmm. get up Arlington deal and then mm-hmm. just never know uh when when we'll get a property in a certain area I agree I agree and you're talking from experience now because I, I can hear the growth of the conversation that we have and that you're learning from the, the mistakes that you already made or the lesson that you already made because when, when somebody come in, some, sometimes they might be wasting your time. Sometimes they might say that a bar and might, might not end up being a bar. And it took time for you to actually realize, like, all right, you ain't about to bullshit me now. 
I know I know what I'm doing. I know how to do it. And if you abide, you abide. If you're not, then you're not. That that's why I like I, I see the growth that you're that you're displaying because it's actually like here. I'm I'm hearing it as we're talking, bro. Yeah. When uh when I when I when I came to go see you guys uh when you were in Arlington, uh mm -hmm. I just started there for like I was like a week or two there, so I didn't really have any experience, but uh, I, there's still a lot of stuff I don't know. Uh, I'm mm -hmm. just kind of talking about what I do know. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, I, I love what I do. And, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I see you're doing, you're doing it too, but just taking a different approach about it, uh, which I kind of wanted to learn, you know, how you locked up your first deal. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't mind explaining that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not at all, man. So, really, <clears throat> me and my partner, uh, Dylan Brown, back in Little Rock, Arkansas, how we locked it up, I, I ended up reaching out to the property owner. It was like a, a, a direct-to-seller. I think that's what it's called. It was direct-to-seller. And so I had cold call and had asked. I was like, have you recently thought about selling your property? She was like, actually, I have. And this was in June. This was in June when I called her. So when I called her, we had a conversation. And then I passed the information to my partner, Dylan Brown. So Dylan Brown from June all the way up to December 29th, he kept following up with her. He kept going to the property. And you know, there uh when there when the property has a tenant in it, it becomes a little bit more complicated because the tenant don't want to comply with the landlord, or you know, like there's a, a whole bunch of complications that come with uh, a landlord and a tenant. Both of them have yeah. to be on the same time, both of them have to be both uh, agreeable on everything that's going on, and it and it was hard. Well. I just passed passed the information. And once I passed the information, Dylan Brown was doing everything. He followed up from June, and it was a long time from June to twenty, from June to December 29th. He kept following up. He kept going to the property. He kept speaking to the property owner. He kept following up. He kept doing this. He kept doing that. He kept doing. He kept being in front of the property owner to let him know, like, I right, listen. This is everything I'm doing. I'm trying to work with you i'm trying to get everything situated so that way it can be like a smooth transition and that's what he was doing if it weren't for him that, that deal would have never closed to be completely honest and he had called me it was like the week before december 29th i can't remember verbatim but it was the week before december 29th and when they closed when he caught well he called me he was like hey man the, the deal about to close i said what i said bro what you talking about mind you this shit happened in june i talked to him like in june like that's the beginning of it the end is December. So he was like, man, the, the, the deal about to close. I said, bro, what, what the fuck are you talking about? What deal? And he told me the property. He told me the, the uh, property owner name. I'm like, oh, that mother is about to close. So I was like, okay, okay. So when they closed, a week, week later, passed, it closed. The title company called me, we was in contact. And when, when the funds got into my account, I didn't believe it. We closed for 65. Hundred, it was sixty five hundred. We split it down the middle, thirty two fifty. And when it closed, I didn't believe it because it took me sixteen months just to close it. It was my first hit second, and so when it closed, I was in disbelief because I didn't know if this was real or not. What made me actually believe that it was real? I had two fees come out of my account. It was uh, one for my credit card, my debit card, and another one for the uh, transfer fee. When I seen that, I'm like, okay, this shit real. <laughs> this shit real. Automatically, 
I'm investing back into myself. So for these last couple of months, so the deal call was in December 29th. So from January, February, March, April, I begin. I'm, I'm I'm so educated more now than I was last year or when I started because I'm around the right people. I've met the the people that I need to meet. I'm in the right environment, and now I'm educated to where like I'm I'm I, I can reach out to more people. It's not just me doing anything no more. I don't want to do nothing by myself. Well, yeah. and what the process has taught me is that the more people that you're in contact with, the more you you learn, the more you have close access to people, the more you'll be able to succeed in life. I joined a mastermind called uh, Resurrection, and when I joined it, bro, it's, it's just a different atmosphere. Like, damn, if I get stuck, if I get if I have any questions, I can reach out to them. And just because I'm in this mastermind doesn't mean I can't go to other people. So now, now my my contact list is like, I got so many contact, I got so many contacts in my phone now. I can reach out to whoever, whenever, just because I presented myself in, in in a lot of meetups. I go to a lot of networking events, and and I seize the opportunity. I, I have a conversation with them. I, I be me. I bring the value that I can bring. It's just me being me, to be honest. And like that, that's what people gravitate to. You being you, no matter where you at. Yeah, so the the cool thing though about that is, is he didn't give up on the deal he followed up so basically he followed up uh you know they never they never told him to, to leave him alone or stop mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's a lot of people that would have given up after a month or two but man this mm-hmm. person's not, not serious about selling but no he he, he worked it uh Followed up, you know, maybe didn't follow up every day, followed up every, you know, a week, every two weeks. But the fact that he was still following up uh, until they said no, it was pretty, was pretty good. But the fact that, you know, obviously it didn't say no, you guys got it under contract Um, Mm -hmm. and ended up, you know, finding the buyer for it, which was pretty cool. Uh, Easy, Mm -hmm. easy transaction, which, you know, yeah, it took a lot of work, but, you know, not every property is going to be like that too. Uh, there's mm-hmm. properties where I don't even have to leave the office, dude. I just, you know, I I found on MOS. I send the offer. The agent calls, says, "Yeah, we want to accept your offer." I call a buyer who I trust to go and walk the property by himself. Well, I'll go walk the property, take pictures before, and I'll send him the pictures and the numbers, and he'll go look at it by himself because I trust him. Mm-hmm. And then he'll say, "Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll be, okay, I'm gonna go meet you at the bank." That's the only time I leave my desk, but okay, I'm gonna go meet you at the bank. And it's super, it's super easy and, and a sweet uh you know transaction. It's like, oh wow, I just made forty five hundred. I didn't have to do anything. So uh, <laughs> it, it's pretty cool. Another thing I would I would uh mention, you know, you said you had a lot of buyers, which is really good. But uh try to, you know, try not to add just anyone and everyone. You know, one thing we do uh, you know is ask for proof of funds. These people say that they have five hundred thousand to spend. Okay, well, you know, I'd like to meet you in person. Maybe we can go to mm-hmm. Starbucks, have a coffee. You know, I kind of want to tell you, uh, you know, a little bit about myself. I want, I want to meet you. Would, would you be okay with bringing a, a proof of funds that way? Like, I know that you're a serious buyer. I'm not saying mm-hmm. you're not. It's just, you know, I dealt, I dealt with a lot of people in the past who told me that they're a serious buyer and uh, I haven't bought anything from you. Uh, and then mm-hmm. contractors work for, uh, I, you know, I would start networking with contractors too. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, because you can start uh, referencing these contractors to your investors or your buyers. 
but also you might already have a list of let's say a painter a guy who does floors a roofer you know cabinet guy a plumber foundation guy window guy landscaping guy you name it you get a good foundation of all these uh contractors uh that you know do good work so when mm -hmm. you start when you're ready to flip or gcs get a gc when you're ready to start flipping if that's something you guys want to do or something you're looking to get into you already mm -hmm. have a contractor and you worked with these guys before and they know you and you know them and you know that they won't you know screw you out, out of uh you know performing and they'll do a good job because you've seen their work before so mm -hmm. You know, I have contractors in my phone too. Anytime an investor needs a contractor, they, hey, you have an HVAC guy. Yeah, I'll send them two or three. Let them shop around. Let them see who they want to use. Uh, but that's something that uh, I like to do too. But I really like that he followed up until, uh, you know, pretty much the deal was done. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, there's times I, I've been trying to get a buyer in. I did that once. Uh, this guy. I just started, I was throwing signs and this guy was like, Hey, I, you know, uh, I've been an investor for like seven, eight years. I flipped hundreds of houses and I was like, okay. I was like, Oh, like I was just started actually. I was like, yeah, this guy is like the real deal. I was so pumped. I was like, man, I'd love to meet you. Cause our motto is, Hey, we want to meet you first before we start sending you properties. That's kind mm -hmm. of what we So I was like, Hey, you know, is this be a good time to meet? Uh, he did, he wouldn't answer or he'd say, uh, yeah, let's meet here. And then uh, he would reschedule or I would reschedule. And it went on for like five months. And then, uh, you know, he's like, hey, I'm going to be. He called me on a Friday afternoon. He goes, hey, I'm going to be in Hearst tomorrow. Uh, I just got done flipping a, a, a property if you want to, you know, meet. It was a Saturday. It's like, man, I don't really want to drive an hour to meet somebody on a Saturday. But, you know, this is a big buyer. Like This could be a guy that, uh, you know, changes uh helps me you know sell properties because he's always mm -hmm. buying mm -hmm. it turns out he's he's actually not a buyer but mm. he's still a very good contact because he's he brings me properties so he he's a franchisee with we buy ugly houses mm -hmm. and uh like he gets properties all the time and sometimes he doesn't want to deal with them so he might be like here uh this is something you know you guys would be interested in and he knows mm -hmm. what i do I know what he does. So I tell him, like, hey, this is what I could sell it for. So I'm going to need it at this price. Mm -hmm. like, make that work. And, you know, we will. We'll get under contract. If we can't, then, you know, I appreciate him, you know, giving me the chance to show me. So uh, mm -hmm. it goes right back to networking, you know. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, and, follow, and following up, man, uh, you know, I don't follow up 100% on everybody. Uh, it starts to get overwhelming, you know. That's thing you know. After five months, you have to follow up with 100 people. Uh, it gets overwhelming, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I did that for another guy. I was trying to get him in for a meeting, and he was like, no, uh, you know, just, yeah, let's do it this day and rescheduling. And I gave up on him. And he called me uh, like five months later and said, hey, do you remember me? My name's Richard. And I was like, no. He goes, yeah, mm -hmm. man, he goes, I'm ready to start investing now. He goes, sorry, I, you know, took so long. He goes, I was just, uh, I kind of got out of it for, for about a year. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I didn't even have this guy's number saved or nothing. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, and I remembered him. I was like, oh, yeah, how are you doing? And uh, got him in for a meeting, you know, gave him the spill of how we operate. Mm -hmm. uh, now he's on my list, you know, so 
hopefully I can, you know, sell him something pretty soon. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, dude. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm with you, you know. Oh, no, that was it. That was, I, was, I, was, oh. <laughs> I was to say opportunities pre present themselves without us even knowing it. So if we're in the right place at the right time, taking the right action at the right moment, things are going to start to present themselves that we ain't never paid attention to. And True. that's why he was like, oh, that, uh, that I said a lot of bots. No, no, I said I have a lot of contacts. I have a lot of people that I can reach out to. So they might have a lot of buyers, but like I, I can just reach out to them. Like I can reach out to you. Like I, like, like I have close access to you. I have close access to them too, so that that that's why I understand like where you're coming from and the point that you're coming at it, because it, it's really important to understand that concept. To understand like as we're going to these meetups, as we go to networking events, or meeting new people, it happens anywhere, at any time, at any given place. Yeah, no, you're right, and and I'll I'll tell you I'll I'll give y'all some secrets of what kind of works for me, but. First, I'll just kind of tell you how the job, uh, you know, how tough it is out here, especially where I work. So I, I'm 100% commissions. I don't get paid hourly, salary, any of that stuff. If I don't sell anything, I'm not fucking eating. That's 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 that. So, uh, you know, got out of the Marine Corps in November, stopped getting paid by the Marine Corps in the beginning of January. I got my real estate license. I finished it up last February. Uh right before the snowmageddon that we had in texas uh mm -hmm. i waited a week and then i called the guy that interviewed me my manager and i said hey i got my license i'm ready to start now uh which is really cool you know they i guess they liked me and you know he, i did a ride along with them he kind of told me how we operate and uh he hired me so from january uh the beginning of january until the end of may the beginning of june i didn't get paid so, so talk about like not feeling like a man and like, I, I, I straight up, like I cried, man. Like I was like frustrated. Like, mm -hmm. like I got home one day, it was like last April and I was just so like just frustrated because uh, I would have closed on my first deal, like my first six weeks there. And usually it takes a while. You got to build up your list first. You start from scratch. And I was like, oh man, I just sold a property. I'm excited. The guy backs out of closing. So, mm -hmm. oh, that, you know, whatever. Um, the the second deal I, I sell, I go all the way from you know, where I live to, to Dallas, downtown Dallas. Mm -hmm. uh, and I sell a property on a Sunday, which, you know, nobody works on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I sold it. And I was like, yo, I'm finally going to get my first one again. He backs out the next day. Mm -hmm. And then like, the third one was over in Dallas. And I'm, I'm working it. And this guy says he's interested. They kept knocking down, chiseling the price. And I'm like, you know, this guy's tough to, to, to deal with, but he's going he's gonna to buy it. And then uh, it was just one thing after another. Oh, it's it might have aluminum uh, wiring instead of copper. Oh, uh, you know we want to get that checked out. Okay, well I'll go back out there. We we'll go and look at it. Uh, you know I think it was aluminum wiring. And mm -hmm. then now it's like oh you know the, the the living room sinks down. You have to step down to get into the living room. That's an issue now. And it's just gave he just pretty much gave me the reach around and uh, you know it took me three or four months at that company to to get my first sell. And then from there, I started rolling, you know, mm. a sell or two, maybe a month to where it was like a, a, a half buy and three sales and mm -hmm. getting paid eight grand. And uh, uh, I had like five half buys last July. I made like mm. 16,000. So half buy is like, I'm not, I'll, I'm not an acquisition agent yet, 
Mm -hmm. uh, so an acquisition agent has to help me uh, lock up that property. Like I was, I had found a house that uh, mm -hmm. a seller was selling, but I didn't know how to negotiate all that. So an AA helped lock up the deal and I got a half buy, but I made like 16 grand in July or August last year. I felt mm -hmm. good. Okay. It's starting to come around. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, eight grand, 10 grand a month to where I started school full time last fall. I was going to university of North Texas. I started mm -hmm. school and then it was like one cell, you know, maybe two cells. And it was like very, very little. And, uh, and then, you know, once school ended, I was like, okay, I'm glad that's done so I could focus back on the job because I was only making like three grand or four grand a month. I'm like, man, I really would like to kind of step it up. And then 2022 came and I was like, okay, cool. You know, new year, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't make shit in January, I, mm. I like nothing. And I was like, I was been out of shape, man. I was like, dude, I, you know, the past couple months aren't looking too good. Mm -hmm. And then February hit and I made uh, 30,000. So I was like, I was super pumped. I was like, okay, cool. Now you're turning the page a little bit. Uh, last month, I didn't make really anything either. I think I made like two grand. Uh, mm -hmm. And then right now I'm, I'm in a slump. So it's like this. You just got to ride it out. You can't give up when you're down because it's going to get better. You just got to keep mm -hmm. it. It's a very stressful job. I'm, all, I'm stressed 24-7. I can't relax because I don't know when my next paycheck is going to be you know, yeah. going from the Marine Corps where it was the first and the 15th. to now not knowing when you're going to get paid. It's uh, it just kind of sucks. So uh, for, for the month of, uh, for the month of uh, February, I think I was like number 10 in my company. Mm. Out of, uh, like 213 people nationwide mm -hmm. that we have. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool because I never been that low before. Uh, you know, still learning, obviously, uh, the big dogs, uh, so some people learn faster than others, but, uh, it just takes consistency and, uh, you know, dedication to really keep driving, uh, you know, this is, you know, my, where I work at, I think it's complete awesome. You know, we go on, uh, trips and stuff. We went to New Orleans paid, it was all paid, you know, hotel, flight, uh, you know, alcohol and stuff. I think mm -hmm. I spent maybe like a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks on like drinks. The one mm -hmm. the rest like open bar, you know, all that good stuff, you know, nice, nice dinners. You know, they'll take us to Nick and Sam's. It's a really mm -hmm. fine steakhouse here in Dallas. Mm -hmm. where, like, like celebrities go and stuff. Um, you know, they took me uh to the Dallas Cowboys uh, playoff game when they were playing the 49ers, like pay for uh, you know, uh concerts. I've been, mm -hmm. to, I've been to four concerts in the past year and before I've never been to any concerts. And I'm about to go to another one in two weeks and then another one next month mm. and another one in September. Mm. Um, getting to meet people that, you know, you listen to is awesome. Uh, just free tickets, you know, uh, mm -hmm. goes Clint Black, uh, uh, Justin Moore. I, I did have to pay for the Luke Combs concert, but these are, these are country singers. But uh, mm -hmm. it's really cool, man. Like the, they take good care of you. You know, we're doing a horse race right now uh, for a trip to Austin. So uh, right now, my team's in third, and the top four teams go to Austin. So I, that would be pretty cool to uh, go down to Austin for a weekend. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, I think we're taking a party bus there, 
just have a good time. So, uh, you know, if you're the top 20 in the company for the year, you get to go to places like, uh, I don't know, Bora Bora or the Bahamas and it's paid for and it's like super wild out here. So incentives uh, to keep going. Yeah, 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 for real. I, it's, it's, it's an awesome place to work at, um, you know, but you are going to have the ups and downs, uh, you know, so a lot of things stress me out inside, you know, I just got done paying my taxes, uh, which was a lot more than I expected. And I was freaking mm -hmm. out. I didn't write off as much as I should have. Mm -hmm. um, just a bunch of stuff that kind of gets in the way of, of the job. So, you know, you just have to, you have to be dedicated to, to, uh, the work to be successful in my opinion i agree guys that i work with that make 40 50 60 a month and it just blows my mind so it's, it, it is cool yeah yeah 100 percent. they just come with experience but, but i do i do have one more question before we come to the end i do have one more question because you said that you're you're you got all these things going on and like you said it fluctuates yeah. business fluctuates which is which is really understandable how do you keep your composure to where you're not losing yourself Oh, I do lose myself. Uh, I, I get into my own head. I'm like, man, this isn't worth it. You know, mm -hmm. you're not doing it right. You're not good at mm -hmm. this. Uh, you know, uh, I talk to my man. I'll talk to my manager about it, and he's like, dude, he's like, just stick to the basics. Mm. What uh, what you've learned, what what was passed on to you, just stick to the basics. If you try to change things up, uh, you know and try experimenting uh well you always should experiment i feel mm -hmm. uh, that's how you learn you know you mm -hmm. learn what works for you and what doesn't but the basics mm -hmm. always work uh, and you know i drift away from the basics and then wonder why you know i'm i'm in a i'm in a down spot uh, mm -hmm. you know and and maybe not being 100 consistent all the time because it's it is tiring i do i don't want to send this offers every week and do and drive neighborhoods every week and mm -hmm. it is like it, it's boring over time uh but it's just something you have to do because uh that's that's what that's your job you know so mm. uh, you know truck drivers truck drivers don't want to drive all the time but that's just uh that's how they get paid so mm -hmm. um, you either love it or you don't um but yeah being consistent you know you might you might be in a down spot and but you've been consistent all of a sudden one two three deals pop up out of nowhere and you double dipped one and you made 4500 uh you got another one you made three grand and then uh you get a big one and you made you know uh 20 grand on that one so uh it, it is sweet the the reason why i had a big month in february was because of a, a, a state sale uh, mm. I think I talked a little bit about those state sales mm -hmm. are my, my favorite things to go to. One is because uh, it is it's the home of usually someone who had passed away, uh, mm -hmm. but you know it, it might have been paired to their children, uh, and the children are going to sell it because they don't want the mm -hmm. house. They want mm -hmm. the money. Everybody wants money nowadays. So you know if. Uh, if I had children and I died, they would probably sell this house so they could, mm -hmm. it, you know, a hundred K or whatever. Uh, but I go to them because one, they're selling everything inside the house. So you might 
potentially get some pretty good deals. Mm -hmm. uh, and two, uh, you know, you get to look at the house before you get to actually visit inside the house instead of just walking through a neighborhood and saying, Oh, that house looks like it needs work from the outside. Or maybe it looks clean on the outside, but the inside inside is like super outdated. You're in mm -hmm. like a set build neighborhood. You get to actually walk these houses and go inside of them. So what I do is I look around, I'm like, Oh, they have some cool stuff. And I'll also look, okay, I see some foundation, obviously windows, you know, these, there's blue green carpet in here. Like mm -hmm. that's not the style anymore. There's laminate, you know, flooring and no granite countertops. The cabinets are old, you know, mm -hmm. uh, it's all new appliances. There is no water uh, or there's no uh, HVAC system. It's just window units. So you know that that's like a fixture upper. And then I usually go to the estate sale people once I'm done walking it and I might buy something. Uh, I bought, uh, I bought a Walter Payton autographed uh, picture, uh, and it has the like a letter of like uh, authenticity or whatever. Mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. And then it has another letter that he had written to a fan and signed. Uh, I bought that for five dollars at an estate sale, and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! Like that's Walter Payton. Uh, also <laughs> had a Troy Aikman, Jerry Jones, uh, Herschel Walker. Uh, George Jones, he's a country singer. He's my mm -hmm. favorite, personally. Uh, you know, all five of those autographs, I think I paid like $35 for it. And uh, the letter that came with the Walter Payton autograph, uh, I sold on eBay. I just sold it uh, for like 70 bucks because, you know, uh, it's whatever. But he actually signed it. And so I pretty much just got all that for free and then, you know, made a little bit on the side, 35 bucks or whatever, some gas mm. money. Uh, mm -hmm. I like to wholesale the stuff I buy at estate sales. Uh, you know, I have stuff in my room. Uh, I got a picture of the Alamo because I, I love Texas so much. I got a picture of the Alamo. <laughs> I got it for like five, five, six, seven, eight bucks. Uh, mm -hmm. it on eBay for like, you know, 40 bucks or whatever. Someone would think it's cool and antique, but yeah, mm -hmm. I want to show you these pictures, man. They're pretty cool. So, uh, this is a, these are the autographs I'm talking about. It's Troy Aikman and, and Herschel Walker. Uh, you know, you got Jerry Jones right here. Mm. Uh, you put on your wall? Yeah, yeah. And then this is this is the this is the good one. This is the Walter Payton. So, yeah, that's hard. Yeah, that's hard. with the uh, so I, I'm just like I'm just astonished that you know you get they're just trying to get rid of everything in the house. So they. Yep. they care they just they'll sell it for a cheap price yeah. they had so many other autographed pictures at that house specifically they had like ronald reagan uh they had like actors and actresses and you mm -hmm. know uh, politicians it was really cool uh, so you know i i look for i like sports stuff i look for mm -hmm. uh, football cards baseball mm -hmm. cards because they'll go sell it for a dollar but it's like a king griffin jr rookie card they just they don't know, you know, they're just trying to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, once I'm done touring the estate sales, uh, I'll go to the estate sale company. They usually have a little table set up mm -hmm. in the room. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll ask them, I was like, hey, do you know what the family is uh, is planning on selling the house? Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, oh, I think it's already sold. And I'll be like, okay, uh, can I leave my card just in case it hasn't? Uh, I'm, I'm an investor. I'm actually very interested. I, 
want to buy this house. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they'll be like, yeah, they're uh, they're going to be selling it soon. Uh, I think they have a real estate agent already. Because I'll tell them I'm a real estate agent. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not interested in representing them. I'm actually interested in buying. So at that mm-hmm. point, I'll either get the agent's information from them or I'll, uh, we call it TO, I'll look up the seller's information. And mm-hmm. I'll call the seller and say, hey, uh, I just stopped at the estate sale. They told me you were selling the house. Uh, I know you have a real estate agent already. Uh, is it okay if you give me her information? And then I'll talk to the agent about the property. That's uh, nice. Now, if they don't have an agent but they want to sell, then that's uh, a little bit better. I honestly like dealing with sellers who don't have agents because mm-hmm. uh, you know the goal is to get the price for what you want. Uh, agents are going to list it for uh, what they think their sell- the seller can get. So like the mm-hmm. max available i see so many mls deals all the time it'll say uh great investment property in the house is like worth uh you know 220 and they have it listed at like 199 i'm like how is how are you going to make money on this it's not even good yeah. so agents don't really know uh what a good rental property is mm-hmm. or what a flip property is because uh you can't just list something 50k under uh you know the market value for that property and then say that uh you know if you if you put some work into it you'll 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 make some money what if mm-hmm. that house 15 work then what <laughs> you're gonna have right. to rent it out or you know people don't want to people don't homeowners don't want to buy a house cheaper and put work into it and then it'd be worth what it already you know what what their neighbor got or whatever they want mm-hmm. to we want equity in it. So, uh, you know, I see that all the time. And uh, when they don't have an agent, a seller, it's just so much better because you can kind of negotiate a little bit better. You know, there's mm-hmm. tactics that you can use to uh, kind of get what you want, but make it sound like what you can give them is favorable. Like, mm-hmm. if I told you I give you 150 per year house cash, I'll, I'll pay cash for it. Um, I'm an agent, but I won't use my commission. So you don't have to worry about paying any commissions and I'll pay your closing costs. Mm-hmm. So uh, super easy transaction. Anything that you don't want that's still in the house, I'll take care of. I'll, I'll you know, I'll donate to charity or whatever. And then they'll be like, oh, you're pulling on my heartstrings, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they might take that because it's, I can I can get 150000 cash and two mm-hmm. three. That's what you're saying. So, uh, you know, making it sound good, but but knowing that you're going to go and sell it for two hundred, uh, it's a deal for for both of you guys. Well, mm-hmm. it's a deal for the whole seller. It's not a deal for the seller, but the seller likes it. It's convenient, quick, and easy. And the uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, with the real estate agent involved, like, oh no, we're going to list it for two for. Uh, 220 you know we're going to get the most out of it she's going to uh, redo the carpet so we're going to get top dollar for it and you know mm-hmm. like, oh, okay whatever you know <laughs> but, uh, i do love estate sales and uh you know if i were you i would download estate sales.net uh i'm downloading yeah 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 because you there's going to be so many around you it's like garage sales man uh you know you go to them and those are potential leads like you literally yeah. get to look inside the house too, and then uh, 
since you have the address, if you have a way of pulling people's numbers, uh, get a hold of that seller and then ask them, you know, obviously the seller, uh, the name that might pop up is probably the homeowner that passed away. So you'll want to mm -hmm. go to their children and ask the children, hey, uh, I was talking, you know, to the state sale company, said you wanted to sell, uh, you know, I'd like, like to give you, uh, or, or I'm interested, what, what would you be asking? You know, mm -hmm. they might just want to get rid of it. And I, I, I'll take 130 for it. Mm -hmm. And you popped in, it's worth like 250 fixed up. You're like, oh shit. Like, yeah, I'll give you 130. Like, uh, I've already looked at it. Would, you know, can I send a contractor away or a purchase agreement uh, for, for you guys? They'll sign it. And then you're like, yeah, I got a buyer for this at 150. You just make 20 grand like quick like that. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's pretty cool, but you know, that's, that's not the reality always. Some, some transactions go super smooth. Someone are paying me ass, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, dude, I, I love estate sales, you know, go, go look at them. Uh, you know, if to not waste your time, look through the pictures in the estate sales. If you see like granite countertops and like, it looks like it's like in a nice house. Don't go to that house. You're just wasting your time. If you mm -hmm. see like blue carpet or like old carpet, old things, go, okay, that's an estate sale I'm going to go to. So you go to that estate sale and you you already knew that it was already going to be a picture up there. And, mm -hmm. uh, and if you don't even want to waste your time, because most of the time, a lot of times uh, those properties are already sold, you can call that number on the estate sales.net and it's for that company that's doing the estate sale. And say, mm -hmm. hey, is the family, uh, are they thinking about selling the property? They might say it's already sold. So now you just saved yourself a trip. Uh, that way you don't have to go to that state sale. You, now you can go to the one over here. That makes sense. Uh, and the way that, that made me successful was uh, I figured out, okay, uh, there's got to be a way to get to the properties before an estate sale happens. Because a pocket listing is a, a house that an agent has that she mm -hmm. wants to present to you off market before she lists it on the MLS. Mm -hmm. So once it's on the MLS, dude, it's like fair game. People are going to attack it. Investors see it, everybody. Everybody likes off market because it's like hush, hush, only a few know about it. So uh, a thing that worked for me was... Um, on estatesales.net, uh, you know, there's a there's a way to where estate sales obviously get these leads uh, to to do the estate sale. So I pretended to be an estate sale company, uh, paid for their uh, program, and I was getting leads in like two, three a day. It was it was becoming very overwhelming. I call them, I let them know. My pitch would be a little bit different. I'd be like, hey, Karen, I saw that uh, you're, you're interested in doing a state sell. Uh, do you know when you plan on doing it? Oh, I would like to do it at the end of April. Okay. Uh, are you looking to sell the house as well? Uh, yeah, I'll probably be selling the house. Okay. Uh, what's the address? I just literally asked her a couple of state sell questions, and then I shifted once she said that the house was for sale. So now I'm bearing off over here talking about real estate or the house more than i am the state sale that she's been that she's wanting to have so now i'm mm. talking about uh 
the house more. Okay, well, is it what kind of condition is the house in? Oh, it's in bad condition. You know, I've lived here mm -hmm. since '65. Uh, you know, or whatever. And then I would be like, okay, can I go look at the house tomorrow? Would tomorrow be a good time for me to come by? Uh, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm actually an investor. I'd be interested in buying. Uh, and uh, I'll also refer you to an estate sale company. So. Uh, the reason you go to the estate sales is to build a connection with the estate sale company. The more times you go in there, the more times you see them, they'll know you, you'll know them, you know, bring them lunch one day. Now these estate sale companies are coming to you. Hey, uh, I'm doing a estate sale over here that the family's selling. Uh, you know, I thought I'd let you know. Now you've built a relationship with an estate sale company. Uh, so to, to, to also strengthen that uh, relationship with the estate sale company, you know, you're talking to the seller about real estate, letting her know that, yeah, I'm an investor. I'd be interested, but uh, I know someone uh, who does estate sales. She's actually she's actually really awesome. Now I'll, I'll reference her number to you. So now you're giving a lead not only to yourself but to that estate sale company, and giving them uh, you know a good review and telling them that they're awesome. So now you're giving them business. So you can okay. Business. Okay, uh, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I do have a question though. So how are you? How, how do you find the lease in order to offer the estate sale? You have to pay one hundred and seventy-five dollars a month. It's pretty expensive, but there's a there's a. I just created a an estate sale. Uh, I just said that I was an estate sale company. I created you know big wits treasure estates or whatever, holding mm -hmm. my information, and. Uh, paid the monthly uh, membership fee and then these leads start coming in like crazy and i'm like oh okay like this actually works that's how i got uh that's how i had my big month back in february because there was an off-market duplex and she wanted 275 and we're like uh i don't know well we pulled up comps there's no really good comps in the area we pulled up the comps and there's duplexes going for like 500 400 and we're like, oh shit you know th this could be a good deal uh we mm -hmm. went and looked at it and we were like gonna give her 250 and she's like no i want 276 and so we're like okay i will do 275 and then just if you'll sign the contract so we got it for mm -hmm. 275 and then we thought that we could sell it for 375 so that's a 100 pot right there so that's 30 that'd be 30 percent. that's 30 grand we ended up selling it for uh 350 so seventy five thousand dollar fee so you could have made seventy five thousand dollars just off that one transaction but mm -hmm. i made like twenty thousand off that one so for the month of february i made 30 total and i was like oh shit like mm -hmm. just a game changer off of one house that's why i like these because the leads are on them are pretty good uh you know i've gone and looked at houses uh i get it's just get, getting advantage of walking up the property before the estate sale even happens. Mm -hmm. By the time the estate sale happens, the people that know about the estate sales and know that that's a way to get properties, they're already going and saying, hey, it's a property for sale, like you would do starting off. And they'd be like, mm -hmm. no, uh, they sold it already. Because they would have already sold it to someone like me who's who did that. Already done it before. Can I get they the other website? Yeah, it's estatesales.net. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
So they, they took me off because they found out that uh, what we were doing, we weren't a legit estate sale company and that uh, we were just using the leads for real estate. Um, so they, they, they cut us off. So I'm going to have to create another profile and do the same thing. But it's actually a really good way to make leads. I think it's my favorite because one, I love estate sales. Mm -hmm. uh, two, it, it's a way to, to, to get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Wit man. This was this was epic. This episode was epic, brother. Man, I hope so. before we before we end, do you have any closing remarks for anybody? What for everybody that's watching? Uh man, no, not really. Um just just if you have a passion for something, uh stick with it, you know. Even if you're not seeing the success, it will come. You know, uh, I'm pretty frustrated right now. You know, you have a big month like that, and then you start to let off the brakes. You're like, oh, yeah, dude, this is sweet. I want to go have fun. And then you realize, uh, you know, the next month wasn't the same, and then this month's not going as well. Just keep staying consistent and, and sticking to it because, uh, uh It'll obviously go back up. So don't don't just give up because you're not seeing the results. The results come. Uh, what my manager always told me is, uh, anything you're doing today, you'll see results in 60 days from now. So whatever mm. you're doing today, you'll see the results in two months. Uh, I just got done doing morning motivation. We do morning motivation in a group meet text, and uh, you know, I always feel like I crush it with the morning motivation. I, well, I got to pump people up, but, uh, uh, you know, consistent definitely is key. So just remember that, you know, uh, if you're not seeing results uh, now, you might not see results in the month. As long as you're staying consistent, they'll they'll start coming in. Properties mm. will start laying in your lap, getting dropped off, and you're like, wow, I didn't even think I was going to buy something today or sell something. So mm -hmm. uh, it's all about networking too. Make sure you network because those people – that uh, they'll go and find properties for you and just drop them in your lap. It makes your job a lot easier. So mm. That's all I got, man. Mm. Man, listen, man, everybody that tuned in, I really appreciate y'all for your time. Hopefully y'all got value as much as I got value because this episode was really epic. Man, listen, if you're if you're struggling to start, just start. If you're struggling to figure out yourself, just, just take action and learn about yourself each and every day. Because the more you learn about yourself, the better you become. Any progression is better than no progression. Take small action and always, always, always continue to progress. Yeah, I thank y'all. I love y'all. And y'all never stop striving for greatness.